Good morning. My name is Ed Hollihan, and this is The View From Here. Have you noticed that there are some months in the year which seem comfortable with their annually repeated message? You always know where you stand with them. And then there are other months that offer little more than instability. Now, December will always be Christmas lights and cards and snow and stockings hung out for Santa. The idea of December is fixed and reliable. It sits in the twelfth spot of my calendar, as clear and permanent as a diamond. Now, March is different. It seems like every year I need to sit down with March and have a little chat about what might be in store for us. I guess that old lion-to-lamb adage sums it up best. Unfortunately, you never know which of those two critters will rule on any given day in March. And then there is April. Praise creation for April. April is rain showers more than a snowfall. April is the mud caked on your wellies instead of the snowdrifts topping your sorrels. April is that most elusive, effusive of all colors, spring green. It is made up of sun yellow and sea green and air, and most of all, it's made up of light. April has 30 days where the daytime outstays the nighttime. April is everything that is possible. The April snowstorm is of no consequence, as it will disappear in a few days. A deep night that teases 20 degrees will rise well above freezing with the daylight. Even taxes, that ogre we love to hate, will come and go. I survived the 15th of April last year, and the year before that, and the year before that. I shall again. Be it blessing or a chore, you know what you're going to get from April. The poet T.S. Eliot famously wrote, April is the cruelest month now, his reference was historical and not about weather or taxes. In medieval Europe, there was the landed gentry on the one hand and peasants who lived on that land on the other hand. The dirt-poor folks who lived on the land would put up as many provisions as they could muster. Firewood and peat and grains and root vegetable. Some cured meat if you were really lucky. And round about April, all those things would begin to run out. And for the unluckiest souls, the hungry, fireless month of April was their last month on the planet. It came down to a matter of weeks every year. April was the cruelest month. But I can't do it. I can't keep a negative thought about April. They pop into my brain for a minute, cause a shiver and a wrinkled brow, and then they disappear altogether overwhelmed by the daffodils and just leafing lilacs. The robins and thrashers and towhees have returned. The phoebes dart from their clothesline perches. The ground has erupted in worm castings. And baseball, sweet baseball, has come north, filling the sandlots and the stadiums until October. As if the energy of nature weren't enough, kids all over the country are on their spring breaks, filling the air with joyous noise. Sporting and amorous. I took two patio chairs out of storage the other day and walked them to their perch on the deck overlooking acres of prairie and woods. The sun was high and warm. The dogs joined us in our reverie and in no time they were stretched out on the greening grass, soaking up the rays, chasing rabbits in their dreams. 
It is a fine thing to nap in the sun. It is one of the things that dogs do best. There's a sense, wherever you go, that a corner has been turned. For the first time in months, we can imagine packing away those boots and the snow gear. The tools of winter will find a space in the shed, and those blaze-orange snow sticks will be removed from fire hydrants all over town. Taken on their own, these small events don't seem like much, but when you put them all together, they add up to the irrefutable reality that spring is here. And every year there comes a day when my shoulders relax a little, when my gaze returns upward, and I start whistling when I walk. I've seen a lot of Aprils. I have turned this corner again and again, and I will tell you this, it feels new every single time.